like Julie. through Fitbit, I never would have came here if it wasn't for Fitbit, Fitbit me trying to get healthier. Because I never even thought of meeting a man through there, let alone Jason. <laughs> the day that my mother left, she was at the bottom of my stairs. And I, her back was towards me. And I said, Mama, if you stay, I can get you the help that you need. And I can tell you I love you and I'll hug you. She never turned around. And she walked out the door. Welcome to another episode of AM Blended Families Podcast. I'm your host, Armin McKinney, and today we have joining us Tiffany Williamson. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being on. Today we are going to talk about welcoming a new addition to the family. Yes. Yes. I knew that was something that we could really dive into something because you have a baby boy i do have a six month old um beautiful baby boy yes um so yes i didn't know a lot of the obstacles that were going to come with introducing the new child into the family so yeah Mm -hmm. we can definitely we're going to that (laughs) so before we get started could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family sure um my name is tiffany williamson Mm -hmm. um my husband jason we met through fitbit um, a lot of people know, um, we got married 2020. We decided to immediately go ahead and try start having a family. So we went through the process of IVF and, um, it was a long process, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, so now we're totally blended. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay. You come in with, let's start with the background of your family. You, your kids. Yes, I do have, I, I always say that I have, um, before the baby, three children. Right. It's hard to. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, with the three kids and he had no kids, mm-hmm. never been married, still living at home. Mm-hmm. So um, this was a, a big change for him. And before the, well, you decided to try to have another child immediately. Right. But before then, how did the blending process go with the children that came into the marriage? So they always seen Jason as a great leader, role model, mm-hmm. father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that I wanted to establish before we even came together, um, which was hard because they've only met Jason four times mm-hmm. before we decided to move in together and move cross country. Right. Because you are not from Maryland. I'm from originally from Oklahoma. Correct. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he only flew out two times. We flew out one time. So actually they only met three times mm-hmm. in total. And then we decided to, this is your new stepfather. We're going to move in together. Mm-hmm. So I think the those roles, that role was hard because he was immediately jumped into the father role. Right. So, um, but he took it as a champ. Mm-hmm. So um, he he set boundaries, set limitations. My son pushed him a lot, <laughs> um, gave him the silent treatment. Um, there was a lot of things LJ would do to push Jason's buttons, but Jason never lost cool. Mm-hmm. He just said, that's fine. And he just sat there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he. I think that this role, the father role was meant for him since day one. Yeah. And your process of having the new baby, you went through IVF? Yes. Um, Going through IVF in your 40s, um, messing with your hormones in your 40s. That's a tricky thing. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, never to be on birth control, never to have my hormones 
manipulated mm-hmm. in that way, it was really um, hard for the family. Okay. And, and I say that because I push my husband's buttons, every button. Your hormones. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. The hormone monster. I don't know if you guys ever seen Big Mouth, but uh, yeah, he was pushed. So um, yeah. But like I said, my husband took it as a champ. Mm-hmm. He just said, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you your space and you do you. <laughs> And so for the prep with the kids, how did you introduce them or start the conversation about, you know, we're trying to have a baby? Right. Well, they knew my tubes were tied. Oh, so, so they, your tubes were even tied. My tubes were okay. tied. So okay. I, I never thought about ever having another child, especially okay. after I left my first husband. I never thought I would get into a relationship with a man that was at home with his mama, but also didn't have any kid, children. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, this was something that I never it never crossed my mind to have another child. So, um, but because I loved him so much, I was able to do it one more time. So we sat down and we talked together as a family. My son always wanted a little brother, mm-hmm. but of course he never thought that it was going to be ever be possible. Mm-hmm. So once we told them, they were all excited. They would pray about it every um, day at, you know, dinner table, mm-hmm. you know, whoever said grace that day, because we all take turns rotating around the table. Okay. Saying grace. Um, and my kids always pray for, you know, a healthy, successful pregnancy. Love it. So, okay. So now we've gone to the process of going through IVF and you're pregnant. What is the prep or the conversation like with the kids to get things? They, they felt as though that I was their wife or their significant other carrying their child. Because then when I say they treat me like a princess or a queen in that home, Mm -hmm. like it was. Mm -hmm. And I needed that Mm -hmm. because I wanted this to be a healthy, successful pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sorry, but because my tubes were tied, we had to pay out of pocket. So that's a $30,000 baby. Wow. So, um, and it was the best pregnancy. Okay. Um, with all my other pregnancies previously, I had preeclampsia, gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. I was 300 pounds plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this pregnancy, I knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to lose weight. So okay. I did. Lost okay. over 100 pounds. I wanted to make sure my blood pressure stayed in tip top shape. So the day that I went and had that child, my blood pressure was 118 over 78. So yeah, I did yoga, meditation, and mm-hmm. a lot of other herbal medications. But yeah. To that's, prep for it. Yeah. So they, of course, were excited about it yes. when they found out you were pregnant. So Miles, for years, he would ask for a sibling. And my reaction was always, you need to go talk to your dad about that. And, and um, that was always my reaction to it. So as the day I got the news that she was expecting, you know, we talked about it first. Mm-hmm. And his first question was like, so how do you think Miles is going to take this? And I had two answers. He's going to love it. Or he's going to hate it. It's going to be one or the other. And because he was asking for years for another sibling, a lot of time had gone by. Mm -hmm. And literally, probably, gosh, I don't remember when we found out she was expecting. I know it was warm outside, but my family was together maybe over the holidays, the previous holidays before finding out. And my niece asked him, Miles, you know, do you want a sibling? His reaction was, no, I'm good. That's a bubble crush. (laughs) So bad. And this is between... Years of him asking, but he's gotten older now. And this was probably only four months before, you know, I found out that she was expecting. So they came and picked him up. And I said, you know, the whole idea was let's take him to his favorite space, place, which is a little um, shaped ice place that was close to where we used to live at. We tried, you know, I was like, you got to prep the scene. You got to get him prepared for this. So give him the best, (laughs) best situation ever. And they come pick him up. And then I'm getting text messages. Mom, I don't want to be a big brother. <laughs> and like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. He didn't take the news well at all. 
Oh. So for him, the whole process of the pregnancy. Oh, that was totally different from my outcome. It was completely different. <laughs> However, she goes into labor, had a super quick delivery. Right. They FaceTime me, first call, as soon as she had him, she had her. Right. He's been melted ever since. Right. That was all she got. Those pictures he, and the way they interact. Yeah, that's his that's his baby sister. That was his baby from the time she was born. And of course, as you know, things are going along, they started including him in the you know, the planning of her nursery. Um, mm. it was a virtual baby shower because this was like the beginning of COVID okay. and um it ended up being really well. Okay, so now Jason Jr. is here. Yes. Yeah. How was the transition of bringing him into the family? So one thing that I did not really anticipate, because this is his first child, Mm -hmm. his mother and, you know, that side of the family. Oh, okay. So trying to blend that. Okay. And he, my husband assumes that this is my first child as well, for some reason. Even though (laughs) I tell him numerous of times, this is my fourth. Um. (laughs) Nothing that I do is up to par, it seems as though. So he's like, did you read about that? When did you hear about that? I'm like, bruh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those hurdles are, are something different. Okay. Um, he was he was raised totally different than I was. Mm-hmm. So trying to blend, you know, his culture and the way he incorporates holidays and stuff, traditions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with my family, it's, it's it takes some time, but it's something I'm just going to have to get used to. So that was different with this baby versus with your kids that came into it. Because Correct. now he's like, okay, we're so, doing right. so differently now. Okay. Yes. Okay. And it seems as though, um, whereas, you know, they would buy for my ch- child children mm-hmm. on holidays. Mm-hmm. Um this time they didn't, but they brought for the baby. So I don't know if I should, how I feel about that. So I try not to feel anything mm-hmm. because, um, like I said, this is his first child. I don't know what exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be looking at. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. big. It can be. Yeah. It can yeah. be. But as long as my children don't feel as though they are being mistreated or Correct. a sense right. of any kind of value or anything, mm-hmm. I, I think it's fine. I think, and this is the way that I'm taking, and that maybe this is why that I'm so okay with this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Jason's first child. Okay. Mm-hmm. He didn't think that he was going to have anything. Mm-hmm. They're overjoyed right now. Right. And maybe they don't have money to help everyone. Right. Okay. But they want to feel something mm-hmm. by buying something for their first grandchild. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like your positive outlook on yeah. things. Yeah, okay. you got that, to. That's because <laughs> mama don't like drama. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in charge of my home and I want to feel at peace at all times. So, that's yeah. good. Yeah. And so everything has been good with the kids and bringing him home. Yeah. Um, they love babysitting. I work nights sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, they love taking parts and helping. Um, Tristan, my daughter, is actively failing high school. Tristan, I see you. And I'm telling everybody because she says that she <laughs> likes to... Was he's so cute and I can't seem to get away from him or just some excuse. So I'm like, just cut it out. No more baby time for you. (laughs) Until you get these grades back together. Yeah. And your son? That's his best friend. They like already wrestle. He's only six months. So like I said, he's always wanted a baby brother. He Mm -hmm. for somehow gets what he wants. He says he manifests things. I'm trying to believe it because Mm -hmm. he got a PS5 out of me and I have no clue how brother was doing this. (laughs) So he's like... No, no, no. Like, I'll do some shit. So I was like, all right, do your thing. Uh-huh. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. You haven't had to deal with them feeling, I guess, left out or. Right. Um, no, not a. I, 
I don't want to say that. Sometimes I do see my daughter um, tell me, um, do you remember what it was like without the baby? And so that makes me, you know, question some stuff as she is feeling kind of neglected. So she loves Starbucks. So that's our time to go Mm -hmm. to Starbucks and go to the thrift store Mm -hmm. or some just hanging out. And do you think the age gap is what made it easier versus having kids that were back to back type of thing? You know, I'm just wondering. No, this is this is a big thing. Mm -hmm. This is a really big thing. And I say that because I'm not going to be around all the time. So that's putting the responsibility on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is during my pregnancy, yeah, they treat me like a queen and everything. Mm-hmm. But they were t- my, I hurt myself carrying that child and doing trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. Within our age, we don't just rejuvenate and bounce right back. Mm-hmm. You know, now I have um, back problems. I mm-hmm. have a hernia now. Um, I can't walk up and down the stairs so easily. So they do have to carry the baby. They do seem as though that they are doing more than what they used to. Mm-hmm. So... It was kind of selfish in a way to have a child so old and Not your children. Yet. Yeah. No, but your children are teenagers and mm-hmm. this is the time that I should be enjoying them more. And, you know, so, but now they're tending to the baby and babysitting, like I said. So there is that balance that we have to keep. Mm-hmm. And that's one I'm thing just, that I try to make sure to do is keep balance. Keep balance with it. But I was wondering if, um, if it made it easier for them to adjust to a new baby because of the age gap. And that's that definitely. Mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. versus a toddler right. hitting mm-hmm. a baby in the head with a hammer because he don't want to see him. Not a real <laughs> hammer, a toy hammer, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the older in that in that sense, definitely. Yeah, because I think that actually helped Miles as well, adjusting to his sister, because definitely. there was a big age gap between them and he really was able to understand what was going to happen. Right. He knew that he was going to be uh, a big sister, I mean, a big, big brother, brother now. Right. And to, to a sister. So that definitely probably helped with age, too. Yeah. And see, they didn't find out what they were having until she was born. And oh so the God. whole time, as I'm praying for this baby for it to be healthy, for her to have a great pregnancy, for him to do well, I'm going back and forth every day. Like, do I want her to have a boy? Do I want her to have a girl? Like, what is he going to do better with? And right. I was like, well, if sister, again, I'm thinking he'll just melt. And then I'm like a boy that maybe he'll be able to do sports and things with. Right. But look, when they were at the house last night throwing football, she's right in there and mix with them. Oh, like, you better. Listen, don't treat Mousy, me like Mousy, different. Mousy, <laughs> like, you better throw me this ball just like you're throwing it to him right now. So she's just as involved with it. But I really do think that the age difference, because they're 10 years apart. Just like my son and. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, it, no, no, my, my son is. Same as your son, but yeah. yeah but so I, I think 12. it made a big difference in how he's handling and dealing with um, everything. Yeah. I mean, he's probably seen as a protector provider. I mean, you know, the, the protector over his little mm-hmm. sister now. So that's a great role to have. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I've been talking to a lot of doctors, genetic specialists, because hypomelanosis of ETO is a rare disorder. And that's what my foundation is, the HI Syndrome Foundation. So we can dive into research because my white brain, my white matter is different from um, other people's white matter. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's something in correlation with the HI Syndrome, genetic disorder. So I got a lot of doctors and, you know, we're, we're trying our best to see what's going on. But in the meantime... My mother, um, her seizures are like nothing you've ever seen before. I got video of them, of her eating raw hamburger meat, of her cussing out me. Um, she tried to have my son kill himself. 
Um, she tried to say that my daughter was being abused by my husband. And when I confronted her about this, she mm-hmm. didn't deny it. And it's because she did the same thing to me and my stepdad. So my mother's never hugged me. I never said I love you to my mother. Um, Easter 2020 is the day that I had to have my mother removed. And that's because she hit me beside the head with a rolling pin. And I just took it as God was firing me because I did what I was supposed to do. I got her the help that she needed. I got her to see the neurologist and see that these are seizures. Mm -hmm. So part of me feels like I did what I was supposed to do. And I'm happy for doing what I'm supposed to do Mm -hmm. because I didn't give up on my mom like my brothers did. I fought it to the end. Because you knew because it was something else. I knew it was something, something. more. I mm-hmm. knew that my no mother can hate their child. Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure that I seen what was happening mm-hmm. and that I needed a medical reasoning behind it. Because crazy to me mm-hmm. isn't a medical diagnosis. Right. It's never been a medical diagnosis. But in the black community, we see somebody walking down the street. Oh, that nigga crazy. Oh, that nigga crazy. They're not crazy. That's not a diagnosis. You cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I made it my mission to make sure that my mother wasn't crazy. And God damn it, my mother wasn't <laughs> crazy. She was not crazy. No. So you're starting to move forward. And what inspired you to write your book? The love that my husband showed me. Okay. I would have continued Mm -hmm. to live the way that I was living, Mm -hmm. ignorant, Mm -hmm. because that's what I was, because I thought the behavior that my mother was displaying was normal. So when you're saying ignorant, you mean just that it's normal for her to treat me like this? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, living in the poverty and the low income, you know, a lot of mothers beat their kids, smack their two kids and stuff. So I thought it was normal. So when Mm -hmm. I did tell, I told people... um, I told people, yeah, my mom hit me. It was never something that I hid. Mm-hmm. But what I did hide was the extent of, the of what my mother okay. was doing. Mm-hmm. So that part I did hide. And um, so, yeah, that's that's why I wrote the book. I wanted two people to know that true love can make you overcome a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. My husband lost weight. You know, he didn't think that he was going to have children. So true love, you can really overcome Anything. Anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely. And so Fitzby Williamson. My daughter passed away when she was 13. Can you show them? From the hypomelanosis of Ito. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rare disorder. Um, finding a doctor to properly diagnose her in Oklahoma was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So I did everything that I can. I think I did everything that a mother is supposed to do with a special needs child. Mm-hmm. Um, never. There was never a moment. To where I wasn't with Tori. Mm-hmm. Every day I was with Tori. So for me to have to leave her mm-hmm. or she leaves me after 13 years, it's really hard to get your footing mm-hmm. through the ground. Um, years in the medical field could not prepare me for what role what came. Yeah. So um, yeah, Fit to Be Williams was written because met my love of life through Fitbit, so mm-hmm. an active watch. Mm-hmm. Um, then moving here to Maryland and saying goodbye to my mother, pretty much. Um is what I had to do, but yeah. And with that, birthed the foundation, HI Syndrome Foundation. Okay. That's doing mm-hmm. remarkably well. Uh, we help special needs children. We help not only children with um, rare disorders, but all special needs children. Mm-hmm. We do resources, um, education. I'm talking to a couple of doctors and doing a presentation. Mm-hmm. So um, more research and education actually is what's needed. And you want to do a gala for this too as well, correct? Yes. My daughter is, um, she is an artist. Mm -hmm. Unlike any other, she can look at something and draw it. So she's definitely gifted in so many ways, but her art is what's something that she loves to do. So we will be doing a gala. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and we're going to be auctioned off some of her art okay. at the gala. But yeah, all benefits will go to research and helping children and families with special needs. I love, so. I love the passion behind this. Whenever we've talked about it, I can just, I, I feel yeah. your passion. I know how dedicated because you are. A lot of people are. don't realize mm-hmm. special needs parents, they're living off nothing. Mm-hmm. I left off $1,100 a month and that was with everything. I didn't have gas money to go and see my daughter at the hospital when she was in a coma for three months. I didn't have money to feed my children. And then I had to choose what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so I know what those families are going through firsthand. Mm -hmm. And if I have the opportunity to help just one parent live a little, little bit easier life, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to stretch if I got to pay the bill or buy groceries or get my daughter's medicine. One of my daughter's medicine was over $500. And that was to stop her seizures. You know, if we didn't have what we had, you know, a lot of times I had to lie to the state and say that I wasn't with my husband anymore just so we can make sure not get her benefits cut off. Right. Because there is no way that I can be at home and still take care of my daughter. At the same time. There need to be resources out there for these parents. Yes. You know, there needs to be help because a lot of these parents don't know that. These are the steps that you do to get your kids teeth taken care of. Mm -hmm. This medicine is going to cause this. Mm -hmm. There's not enough teaching out there Mm -hmm. and some of these parents don't learn that way hello their children are autistic or their children are disabled it might be genetic Mm -hmm. they might have the same problem exactly Mm -hmm. so there's no one helping the parents as well okay and can you tell us a little more about your foundation and where they can find it sure definitely um so the website is www.hisyndromefoundation.org um you can go in there. There's donations. We're going to be having some merchandise to with our little logo on it because mm-hmm. the logo is a little rocket ship because these kids are out of this world. The nursery. Exactly. Yes, yes. So it all okay. little ties in and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. And then my, um, I have a YouTube channel that's coming out, um, hashtag fit to be Williamson. Okay. Um, some of my Instagram and stuff is fit to be Williamson as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Thank you. Thank you. And I like to ask everyone, as we're coming to a close of your episodes, if you knew then what you know now. Oh, first off, Google would be my idea. No. <laughs> you said, what Google? Google would be my idea. Oh. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this little hot tub time machine. But um, <laughs> um, no, um, I, I don't want to go back and have more knowledge because... Okay. This is what I'm supposed to be at right now. I love that. So I've I mean, never looked at it like that before. I needed to go through that. To be who you are. To be who I am. If mm. my mother, if my family didn't do, if I didn't have Tori, and she was the first one out of our family to find out this was a genetic disorder because it was so severe with her. You know, so she was a pioneer. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through those hard times, those, you know, literally living with the devil mm-hmm. to be where I am in today. Yeah. You're the first person that ever gave the response like that. And I ne- I've never looked at things like that before. And that was just. Yeah, I can't change you it. You are who you are because of. Because of where I came from. Where you, what you said. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm speechless. Like, I, I've never looked at things like that. Like, there's always like. I've always wondered, you know, go back and we do this and you do this. What would I tell this person? But okay, this version of myself when I was younger, what would I? I'm I'm glad my mother didn't hug me Mm -hmm. because I know what a hug is now. Mm -hmm. I'm glad my mother didn't say she loved me because I know when you say it, you absolutely mean it. And so, the day that my mother left, she was at the bottom of my stairs, and I 
her back was towards me. And I said, Mom, if you stay, I can get you the help that you need. And I can tell you I love you and I'll hug you. She never turned around. And she walked out the door. It hurt so bad, but I knew that God was firing me from that job. And it's the only job that God can fire me from is that job because I would have killed myself to take care of my mother and do everything I just like I did for my daughter. God had to fire me for me to stop because I was going to kill myself to make sure that she lived. And that's okay with me. If I lose a God job because God says it's enough, then brother, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. So I'm happy. My daughter graduated Earth, and that's the way I see her because she was finished here. Mm-hmm. We all have to leave. So with my daughter and her graduation and her birthdays this month, I'm so proud of her. She's helped the medical community. We're helping children with the HIV Syndrome Foundation. And people are understanding what hypomelanosis veto is. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You were all a little bit better because of you and... That's what we must be doing for the world, just making everybody happy. Yeah, and just giving as much love as possible because that is what we're supposed to do. Thank you for being on today. No problem. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) This has truly been a blessing meeting you. I I, I actually met Tiffany by... um, Oh, my gosh. Jason found me. I still don't know how he found me. I have no clue. I shot their wedding. That's how I met them and yes that wedding i it felt so weird but it's like that we were always going to be together mm-hmm. so it was mm-hmm. yeah it was truly crazy yeah God puts the right people in your past for the right things and absolutely like truly. three fitbit i never would have came here if it wasn't for bit fitbit me trying to get healthier because i never even thought of meeting a man through there let alone jason <laughs> this has been amazing thank you Tiffany, thank you again for joining me today for this episode and talking about welcoming a new family member into your blended family. Thank you for talking about Fit to be Williamson. Please tell us again where we can find you. Um, so my website's www.hisyndrome.com for the found uh, HI. Let me take that back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's www.hisyndromefoundation.org. Um, that's where the foundation for, you know, Tori's hypomenalosis Ito disorder is. Okay. Um, also, too, the book is, you can find that at Walmart, Amazon, um, fam, all your major retail places are distributing the book now. So, yes. Thank you. No problem. And please, please, um, everything that's mentioned today will be found in the comment section below. So please look for that. And also, please like and subscribe to my channel, IamArmenta.com. Please subscribe um, and please stay tuned for our next episodes. And also, I want to give a shout out to our sound person. You can't see him to the side. That's Derek O. Davis Photo. Please check him out. And also to my amazing producers, PC. P-S-C-M imagery. (laughs) Please check them out as well. And thank you all for tuning in. And I can't wait to see you the next time. I cannot wait to see you the next time. (laughs) This is real life. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.